Wow, I am not, I am not pushing that. <laughs> oh, there's an infinity button. No, take that. <laughs> what a way to start oh with a guttural demon in the background just ed egging us on everything goes wrong that can go wrong i'm damien i'm kara that was duncan bubble bath with bath and today you already hear him laughing at the chaotic technical difficulty because damien never knows how to press a button I press the infinity button and it just keeps like listen like let me do it again. Now it's not working. There it, goes. it just keeps doing it. Duncan is just That is awful. Any of us freestyle rap here. <laughs> oh wait, I wonder if I can do hold on, let me try something. Oh god. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> this is the episode where I quit officially. <laughs> Koi, if you're listening to this, take that sound loop and just loop it over and over again and make your diss track with that. I think eventually Koi is going to start asking for royalties <laughs> using Duncan's Bark. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go, hey, I noticed you used Duncan's Bark about 76 times per episode. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't said who this person's name is. Anyway, um, <laughs> us is the host of Killer Mediums, another uh, great pro- podcast that's way more put together than ours. Um, he's the author of Killer Be Killed, which was fantastic, one of my favorite reads of last year. William Sterling, cloud app- proud applause. Woo! Holy shit. Thank you so much for both of those compliments. Oh, you're welcome. The, the book was phenomenal. I read it in one sitting. I was just like, I can't put this thing down. I love that. So, <laughs> so I guess the first question we have to ask you is, how do you feel about mashed potatoes and cottage cheese? Okay. Mashed potatoes. Love them all, all the time. Every time I hate cottage cheese with a passion and it is just my wife's go-to snack food thing. So I am like drowning in cottage cheese and like so upset about it at all times. So they're a no together for you. They're a, they're a hard no together. Well, thank you. That was a, that was a little <laughs> bit of a debate and it has been settled. Yeah. I still need to try it. I said I would try it. Our last guest, our guest that we had, uh, which will, the episode will be out by then, but she said that she ate mashed potatoes with cottage cheese together. And I was like, I think I might need to try that because I really like to try weird foods. So why not? <laughs> I think it ain't it. See, it's probably it, not. <laughs> personally, I kind of wonder you said you were drowning in cottage cheese. Do you think you could swim in cottage cheese? Like if there was a swimming pool filled with cottage cheese, what do you think would happen? Um, could, could I like be buoyant in it? Yes. Would I survive the encounter? No. <laughs> I don't know if you'd float or if it would be like, kind of like, um, cause I don't know what would happen if you fell into a pool of mashed potatoes either. Cause it's, I feel like it would be like one year, uh, for my daughter's birthday, we took her to one of those jump around trampoline places 
and my sister and I jumped into the foam pit and we could not get out. I don't, I don't know how kids just climb out of that thing. I, it took me forever to get out. And then I had to pull her out. We were exhausted just fighting for our lives in that foam pit. And I feel like that's what mashed potatoes would be like. It, it's the quicksand trap that all the shows <laughs> warned us about. Yeah, I think you would die. I think you would just sink to the bottom and you would die. Now, if there was KFC gravy in the bottom, that would be a good way to go, though. I don't like KFC gravy. Yeah. No, I I don't really like brown gravy. I like like what is that? What's that like white one called? Is it like the brand? I think is like country something. Yeah, country gravy, like cream gravy. <laughs> Yeah, I like that kind of gravy. I'm not a fan of brown gravy. The KFC brown gravy is literally the shit. I, wait, is that in a good way or a bad like way? Like in a good way. It is so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you can't say something's literally the shit and does automatically know that that's yeah, supposed I, to be I good. used the word literally in a not good context there. That's like when people are like, I am literally laughing or like, it is literally this. Like, it's like, no, it's not you're an idiot you don't know how to use the word right well hello everybody i don't know how to use the word literally <laughs> literally does not how to use literally, literally. <laughs> well I'm, I'm also coming in here with like really bad timing because like you sent me the link for this this uh zencaster recording space like 30 minutes ago and i didn't get back to you for 30 minutes because my three-year-old walked around the corner a second ago downstairs and was like i pooped and we're like oh, oh okay no. cool we'll just change and he turns around and it's like that moment in the sixth sense where the kid's like let's go play with my dad's gun and he turns around and his whole head is exploded that's my child but like his entire backside and it's uh-huh. brown instead of red so when you say something's literally the shit right now I'm just like oh fuck no <laughs> not again did it like I remember those days did it shoot up the back all up the back, all down the back, all like every which way that it could go and like three directions that it couldn't go. Like it found all the gaps. Oh, I had a friend once. um, My daughter at the time was like four. So her daughter was maybe two and she was asleep in her crib and we went to go check on her. And my friend let out this like horrified yell and it was everywhere. Like she had rubbed it everywhere. Every, it was just it was so bad and she's just this bright red-headed baby and her hair was brown no. oh, it's we were just gagging cleaning it up i was like never again i was like i'm not coming over anymore that's a shitty die job yeah. no <laughs> <Bad> <laughs> wait are you wearing new balances right now no, i'm not wearing any shoes i had my, lob- I had my lobster flippers on but i took them off <laughs> uh, almost came full circle there <laughs> I did buy new New Balance and it was a day it was a good day I don't yeah, those are... I don't think all New Balance are dad shoes I think only the white ones that people mow the lawn in which also doesn't make sense because they get grass stained right why would you do yeah yeah, I never thought about that. You're right. Like, like some some dude who's like 40 set out to the mall and he was like, I need some lawn mowing shoes. Ooh, these white shoes will work perfectly. They will not get stained at all. Okay, dude. But you know what though? Like, have you ever, like, they don't ever seem like they're stained. Like, they always look impeccably white. So what's the secret? They buy new shoes every time. 
<laughs> they just got like a closet full of them. They have mowers. They have grilling ones. They have workout ones. They have taking the kid to the bus stop ones. They have watching the wife cook while you watch football ones. They have. <laughs> oh my God. William's a dad. How many? How many pairs of New Balance do you own? I don't own any New Balance actually. So I I used to be a cross country and track running coach. So all of my shoes are these like old running shoes that have just been repurposed into like, okay, these are the beat around shoes now. So I dodged the new balance bullet just like somehow, but yeah, I don't know. I see it in my future. Like it's coming. You owe it. You owe it to yourself. as a dad. I I do, but I'm going to be smarter than the other dads and I'm going to go get like fucking forest green new balance so that I can actually progress in them. It'll just look like you're floating while you mow the lawn. You don't see your feet at all. <laughs> just get camo New Balance. Uh, no. Maybe we'll get a New Balance sponsor after this. <laughs> yeah, New Balance, where's our sponsorship? Come on. We're, we just convinced... Now brought to you by New Balance. We... 10 sneakers for the price of 11. <laughs> we literally... We... <laughs> for a price of 11? <laughs> One for every dadding me. We literally just convinced the dad to buy New Balance. <laughs> that was that was a that was a move, as the youth say. I selfishly, say. I selfishly want to have a kid just so I can buy New Balance. Oh my god! Please, no! Don't don't do it. It's a trap. The kid or the New Balance? Because I already have New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Draw the line there. I had a thought and I lost it. Just keep, just keep all the benefits of being a dad, but don't actually be the dad. Right, 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 right. Like grab a pet rock from the from outside and say, like, this is this is Jeremy now. He is my son. He is he is he was a person, but he is now a rock. I have a friend that we call Jeremy. I'll just say he's my son. I think he might be. No, he's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around with a stroller that's just completely empty. You'll be that guy in the neighborhood. Like, there he goes again. No baby in the stroller. There he goes with that rock that he says was a, was a boy. And whenever somebody questions you about it, you just look in the stroller and scream, oh, no, and, like, start looking around for the baby that doesn't exist and cause everyone to panic. Not again! <laughs> My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I keep telling him not to look at the sun and then he looks at it and turns into a rock oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for that now to show up in a future book of yours <laughs> I'm just going to put it in there with no context just the kid that looks at the sun and turns into a rock like in that movie Greener Grass where the kid just all of a sudden turns into a dog and everybody accepts it they're just like he's a dog now, and they're like, oh okay, cool. They just accept it and move on. Oh, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> so good. No, I just think of that picture of Duncan where he's on the couch and he looks like he's a man in a suit. Oh, I hate that. It's so creepy. It's so <laughs> creepy. You cannot convince me that that's not Koi or someone else wearing a dog suit. What if this whole time Duncan isn't real, and it's Koi and his wife just like randomly dressing up as a dog for pictures that's terrifying and he's got us all convinced with his foyer (laughs) (laughs) i'm going 911 that man right there william boy they're on to you run william do you know do you know koi 
I don't. I've I've interacted with Koi a couple of times on Twitter, I think, but like know them, know them, no. Oh yeah, Koi's Koi's a good. He's great. He's his dog is this giant Great Pyrenees, and it's like he is the mascot of our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's huge, and it's so funny because like um, I have right now um five puppies currently living with me and they're half Pyrenees. And I posted a picture on Facebook and Chloe was like, is that a Pyrenees? And I'm like, how, many, how can you tell? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> and they do, they look like mini Duncans, which excites me and terrifies me all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we get into our first yeah, question? Then? I hope we got some, we, we were really bad about posting your thing. So I hope, I hope there's plenty. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, I saw a few. The uh, terrible thing is, like the other day, I was just harassing Damien. Like, what time is this person? What time is that person? Making sure I have like, because there's like always time differences, and I'm always behind everyone. So I was just like harassing him in text messages, like writing it all down in my planner. And we have a calendar that we never update for some reason anymore. And I was just like, I'm gonna be organized this time. That's it. And I wrote down yesterday to put out the questions but did i open the planner one time over the nope. weekend no nope. and you and then i thought today was monday so when she said she was harassing me like i i thought that i had fucked up i was like what have i done like she was like and what time is this and what time is this one and who is this day and i was like okay somebody has made her mad and she has taken out on me in this podcast so i'm just gonna roll with it today who who hurt you kira I know I felt so bad because I was like he probably thinks I'm mad but really I'm just trying to be and I even told him like I'm just trying to stay organized so like when people are too serious like if you don't like I get like oh no (laughs) I could sense it I was like oh my god I think he thinks I'm mad at him because I'm not putting haha at the end of everything (laughs) or lol It's like I swear, I'm just I'm trying, failing, but still trying nonetheless. But we did get some questions, which is good, even though we were very last minute. So we'll start with Adam Halls. Hi, Adam. He said, "What would you or who would you have to play the lead role in a Dead Space film adaptation, and why would you have John Carpenter direct it?" Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is like I've got like a ten part answer here. So bear with me. This will take me like the next thirty Do minutes it. to get through all my thoughts. Okay. John Carpenter, starting with, A, he's the master of horror. Like, if he ever expresses interest in a project, you do not tell him no. Um, but also, like, if we're making a video game adaptation, movie, or TV show, I feel like that's half the challenge is getting somebody who has any sort of reverence for the source material. Um, like, The Last of Us is just one episode deep right now, but, like, they're fucking nailing it because they've got Druckmann on the staff, the guy who made the damn, damn. thing. Um, I feel like this would be like more of the same, like John Carpenter went out of his way to say dead space is cool. I want to do this. So if you've got somebody who gives a shit about the source material, use that. Yeah. He he totally just does nothing now, but play video games. (laughs) I want that for my life. So bad. (laughs) Um, okay. But then, okay. So who's, who's playing Isaac? Um, I've got two answers here. So if we're going full universe, if we're doing Dead Space 1, Dead Space 2, and Dead Space 3, I feel like you've got to get somebody that plays the engineer role well, because Isaac's not supposed to be a superhero. 
Like he's just supposed to be some random dude that got shoved in some shit. Um, so I want to go with Aaron Paul for my like big, big answer oh, here. I like that. Um, that's a good answer. I, I feel like he's not this big superhero persona. Like he can play the guy that's freaking out and just like completely out of his depth. Thank you, Breaking Bad. Um, but he's like cool enough that like when the shit hits the fan, like he could play that character too. Like, I fucking love him. Yeah, that's a good I think that's a good answer. I would have never thought Aaron Paul. I've that's never played one. Dead Space, so I would have never thought anybody. <gasps> Me neither. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Um, it is like everything that you love about the Alien movies uh, packaged in a video. That sounds so gnarly. But Damien, I need, I need your help with this. So if we're just doing Dead Space 1, it's weird because Isaac's a totally silent protagonist in that no lines all he's doing is like physical like acting and stuff um like breaking the bones of these aliens that he's doing like curb stomping them so here we go i think this would be the perfect launch role for a new wwe wrestler to like make the leap like dave batista's all over the place right now not him he's had his time like this could be the launch for somebody new so damien i know you are deep that would be so gnarly yeah let me think like who do we use I think <laughs> that one guy, Damien, the one who was like, remember you showed me that interview or like that press conference where he's just like going at everybody Switch at the table. Jay White. Yeah, Jay White. That would be great. He would, pre- he would be great as talking too, though. So like, I don't know. Some of the wrestlers are like, like MJF would be great acting and something like that because i feel like the the character of dead space isn't super huge like he's kind of a medium build right yeah he is uh he, he's not supposed to be this monstrosity but then it's weird because like you have these actions in the game where you're supposed to like intentionally like just stomp on the joint of a of an alien and break all their bones so it's like some slender man can't really do that so like you gotta have some weight behind you too i don't know it's weird yeah i would say mjf or jay white or maybe claudio castiglioli because there's no if there's no talking he's more of just this tall muscular silent guy so that might work or just john moxley just throw john moxley in there and let him whoop ass (laughs) my dog is so pissed at me today dude i'm doing nothing i just they're just saying what they think. He's they blind, and you can't yeah. even like hardly touch him without him getting mad. <laughs> so, like, literally, what he just—the reason that he just attacked me—is I scratched his head because he sat down beside me, <laughs> and he didn't know where it came, where it came from, so he bit at me. <laughs> no, nope. I remember when I when I recorded with Killer, I recorded with William for Killer Mediums, and I was like, "Hey, can we take a break real quick? I gotta get my dog because he doesn't know I left the because he knows I left the room now. I forgot him in there. He is so blind, and when he realizes you're gone, he's like, he starts just crying. But then whenever you go to get him, he gets mad that you're touching him. You should leave like a trail of treats when you leave the room. Leave a trail to you, and he just follows it. Usually, I just lay a blanket and just like like the tortilla blanket, and just let him just lay on it. I thought you were gonna say you drag him like on the blanket. (laughs) That would be kind of funny, actually. Like just like a little tarp. I wrap him up. We throw some lettuce and tomato on there. Bit of sour cream. Like whenever I um. Whenever I take bubble baths, I just take him in there and set him on a tub, like by the tub in a blanket. And when he starts like going like, 
because he thinks we're gone, I just reach over and touch him, and he's like, oh, shit, there you are, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to the video game adaptation thing. Um, Sure. I know we talked about Resident Evil a little bit, but I listened to a podcast about unmade movies, and they were talking about the George Romero Resident Evil. Have you heard much about that? I haven't. It's but it sounded like when you were talking about John Carpenter knowing the game, it reminded me of that because apparently George Romero, like, you know, he was George Romero and he was just like, you know, I don't know how to play video games. So he hired like his assistant. He paid his assistant like overtime to just sit in his house and play Resident Evil. And he just sat there and wrote notes about the story. Like, okay, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. Okay, this happens. Okay, this happens. So this guy literally just got paid money to sit there and play Resident Evil in front of George Romero. That's cr- I could never because I played Resident Evil once as a kid and it scared me so bad that I never played again. It's so fun. So, uh, I okay. So I've decided at this point that Resident Evil is just the unfilmable video game um the first time you go through the storyline it is so tense filled tense filled tension filled whatever the fuck um and like legitimately scary and terrifying like you've got to play to that in a show or a movie that you're trying to adapt but then by the like it leans so heavily into new game plus and like having all of these upgraded weapons so like by the time you're on your fifth or sixth playthrough like you're in god mode you're just charging through and mowing down these zombies with submachine guns and like not a care in the world. You're just trying to go for speed. Like any sort of a show or a movie or anything like that has to kind of play to both of those at once. And I just don't think it's possible. I think Welcome to Raccoon City was so bad. And the Netflix show was so bad because neither of them could choose what they wanted to do. And I'm so mad, and oh my god, you opened the Resident Evil can of worms, now I'm never going to shut up. That's okay, that's okay. When I was a kid, I was a big fan of the series, like, I played one and two, and I, like, that shows how long ago it was. Three came out, and I wasn't really that into it anymore. I got out of video games at a really young age, but I... I kind of liked Raccoon City because it it was like where I haven't played it in so long. It made me feel like this kind of hokey nostalgic feel because of the little Easter eggs and stuff. So for me, it was cool, but I can see yeah. where like for someone who's like a big fan of the games, like it just was not it. Yeah, there were like, okay, where do I even start here? Like there were some cool things from the game that they tried to adapt into the movie that just like they didn't leave enough time for it to make any sense in the movie like the wesker twist yeah it didn't um, make any like, sense at the end it was just like okay and, yeah right and like there were just so many moments like that like if you had stretched this out over three movies and given this stuff time to actually make sense in the context of the movie you were making then cool and you know and like I get what you're going for because I played the games and like I I know how all these dots connect, but you didn't connect any of these dots. You know what? You know what yeah. really is kind of frustrating about it? it, it it's so simple. Like it's such a simple storyline. Like the game is so simple that if you literally just had like the script line, like the script just for what happens in the game, it would be so easy to make like 
a movie script based on what happens in the game. So I don't understand how they get so horrendously bad. Like the very first one was just so horrendously like off. It's just like, what, what has happened here? Like you didn't even try. It felt like. Yeah. The, uh, what's her face? Mila Jovovich. There she is. The, the Mila Jovovich movies like are kind of a comfort watch for me. Cause I can just turn them on and be like, okay, there's going to be a bunch of guns and a bunch of zombies dying and like ridiculousness. But like there's the connection to the source material is so loose. They that, literally like, just, they literally doesn't... just said, here's all the monsters from resident evil. Let's put them in the game. Oh, and here's some characters. Yeah. Let's put them in here. But it just seems like yeah. if there was a director who was very minimal, like a, like trying to think who would be good. I don't know. Somebody who is very small scale director that made like just really small, tense horror movies. Just let them make it. You don't have to go for all this action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like they go for action and then they're like, oh, by the way, there's also horror in it when they should really be like, okay, let's make it a quiet enclosed horror in this mansion and then worry about the action later on. Or just skip the first one if you can't do it and make the second one. Whatever. Yeah, or like, I feel like the latest Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village, did a really good job of kind of hard resetting what was happening in storylines or anything else like that. Um, did either of you play it before I dive so much? No, nope, and you're, you're free to dive in because we probably will never play it. <laughs> okay. So basically, like, you're this main character from Seven, uh, from Resident Evil Seven, who wanders into this village. Uh, and th- there's something creepy happening in the village and it takes you a while to piece it together. But basically like th- there's this whole community being driven by uh, mother Miranda, who's this supernatural entity. And like, it just kind of gives them an excuse to make four zones. And in each of the zones, there's a different horror element at play. So like there's the vampire castle and then there's the creepy dollhouse. And then there's the werewolf basement dungeon thing. And like you just run through them and it's just all these cool horror tropes. I feel like if you're going to do that, just like throw that, just start with that movie. Like forget the, forget the Resident Evil Manor and all that, like one, two, three, four through seven uh, stuff. And just like dive into the new shit because it gives you such a cool playground to work in. You know what? I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to start playing them. I'll get the first one on Switch because I've been kind of eyeballing them. I'll just download it on Switch and play through them all. I want a live stream of your reactions and I want to respond to every single one. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll film. I'll, I'll do like the like classic, like, like, um, YouTube is just a bunch of guys watching other guys play video games. YouTube videos. I've, I have, I've beat the first two when I was younger. I don't remember much about the second one, but I remember a lot about the first. So it may not be as exciting to watch the first one. Yeah. I'm too anxious to play. Like, it sounded like you fell down the stairs. (laughs) No, I was moving my computer. I was was trying to make as little noise as possible, but I swear. Last night we Every- watched this movie and this person fell down the stairs and I admitted to Brie that when I was a little kid I thought like no matter what size stair set it was, if you fall down the stairs you were just dead. That's it. You're not coming back. Yeah. 
I'm convinced that you still will die because like, <laughs> I feel like you just my like I I probably break like multiple things. I don't think it would be smooth sailing on the. Way I always down. write it down on my butt. Like I'm always like. Duh, 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 duh. My sister like fell or slipped down the stairs or jumped down. I can't remember what she did, but she broke her toes when she did it. What? How? You idiot. <laughs> She landed on them, like you know when you like curl your toes in. I guess she like landed on them like that. Gnarly, awful, huh? <laughs> so now I'm like, I go down really slowly, like, and I have this like, whenever I wear slip-on vans, the checkered ones specifically, like any time it's raining, I will slip every single time and it's been storming here and my apartment's on the second floor so i have been taking those stairs like a toddler like one step next step like because i'm like i will just eat shit and die <laughs> like it will be bad or break my toes <laughs> but no i was saying is I, I i could not play like i could barely play mario kart without getting like all of this anxiety like mario it's awful like, there's shit, no way yeah. i would it gives me so much anxiety. I start to like panic and I'm like, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. There's just so much going on and I'm like losing and everybody's winning and throwing shit at me. And I'm like, I can't play this. <laughs> yeah, I just. Blue shell, blue, blue I'm not shells. good at them. That's my pro- Like, I love video games dearly. Like, I just love them. I borrowed The Last of Us from a friend along, like, probably like when it came. It was around when it came out. They had finished it and I was like, well, let me try it. So I borrowed it from them and I'm trying to play it and I just. I am just not good at games. I love them so much, and I wish I was good at them. Like especially games that are horror based, like that. Like the stories are so cool, but I am just so dog shit terrible at them that I can't do anything. Especially when it's like, that's what I'm a little afraid of about this Resident Evil go through. I'm gonna try and do is like, I'm not good at games where you have to upgrade things. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. So like, I just like like. I literally just play Switch, where it's just like, here you go, start, go. But I do like Zelda, which incl- which incorporates a lot of upgrades, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I've So I started video gaming with my wife a little bit. She like never really got the video gaming bug or anything like that growing up. So when I hand her a controller, it's like, okay, what button's what? And she like takes 20 minutes trying to figure that out. But it's gotten fun because like, uh, do y'all know the Supermassive games at all with uh, Until Dawn and the Quarry and the Dark Pictures stuff yeah. where they're like, choose your own adventure yeah, sort of. story games? Yeah. So we've started playing those and there's these achievements for like, when you play the game, if everyone dies, you can So the fun thing I've start- that we've started doing is I just hand the controller to her like, I know this is going to be awful. <laughs> I know every character is going to die because you don't know what button's what, but that's the point. So let's just yeah, have fun I, with it. I try <laughs> so to like, remind myself that like I'm playing to have fun. Like it doesn't matter if I get very far, but then I have to keep going over and yeah. over and over the same space. And I'm just like, okay, I am not having fun. I am so bad at this. Yeah. Game. I'm really bad at video games. We, we used <laughs> to... I don't even... See, this is how bad I am. I, I don't know what game it was. I know it was Call of Duty. I call it Call of Duty with like O-O-D-Y. Call of Duty. <laughs> bad. But um, <laughs> we used to play Blackout, I think it was. And we do, we do it every now and again now where we call it Lightning Round and you just land and go. You don't try and get anything. Like 
if you come across a gun while you're chasing someone, then you can use it. But like, you just literally like go and it's so (laughs) insane. And I'm so bad that it's just, it's so funny to watch all of us do it. (laughs) See, I think I would, I could do that. Like just have fun and not have to worry about like killing anybody or like not being killed because that's what i'd really be worried about because listen lightning around with us one time <laughs> and she couldn't figure out how to move the camera and she was just walking up and down this like street in this like abandoned little town and call in that map and she almost won she got in the top 10 because nobody just nobody came across her <laughs> 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 that's me <laughs> I think that's amazing and I will be playing on she was just walking around taking a nice little stroll through town <laughs> <laughs> just taking her sweet old time <laughs> oh let's see I'm like lost in these questions somewhere but yeah I, I only play Animal Crossing honestly and even then I don't play that as much as I probably should I've got my little islanders all abandoned. Yeah. I love me some Animal Crossing. Uh, We've got... It's so fun. We haven't booted up Animal Crossing in like a year, so I'm sure our island is like nothing but weeds, and James Sabata's come over and stolen everything from us, and like... <laughs> <laughs> and your your people are pissed. They're gonna be so mad at us. They're always such smart asses because I was... I, I think I've said it once on here before, I didn't play for like six months, and then I got on... And they were like, oh, it's been like six. It feels like it's been six months since we've seen you. And I'm like, that's because it has been. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I used to, back in 2020, when it was like huge and everybody was playing, um, my sister and I got pretty competitive when it came to our islands. But then I had to ban her because she would come over and steal things. <laughs> I was like, you are banned from visiting me again. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's see. Was that the only question that was attached to that? Yeah. All right. So Laurel asked, uh, what will your signature drink be at your speakeasy slash horror bar? Oh, uh, okay. Laurel. <laughs> um, I don't have a great answer for this. I feel like, um, I don't do mixed cocktails super regularly. Like I'm, I'm typically a beer drinker or just like whiskey on the rocks. Um, but if I have to throw something together, it always gets weird because I don't like cherries. I feel like 90% of cocktails are either mint or cherry based. So like, uh, here, here's what I got. It's a, it's a, it's a remixed old fashioned, I guess, with, uh, whiskey and bitters. And then instead of cherries or anything else like that, uh, throw some, throw some fresh squeezed strawberry in it um we'll we'll call it a blood sacrifice because it'll turn everything red uh and we'll see if that tastes any good i would have never went with that i would have been like let's just throw some marshmallows and chocolate and a white russian and call it something (laughs) okay nope there it is you you called it white russians we're just gonna make white white russians except for fuck russians like what a white what do we call it other than white Well, you Russian? see what you do is you make it with chalky milk instead, and then you call it, like, I don't know. Chalky milk. <laughs> the chalky <laughs> Russian milk. 
<laughs> yeah, hard chocolate. Hard chocolate milk. It has nothing to do with horror. <laughs> let's just let's just call it like let's just stick it the most the dumbest thing you can put. We'll just call it like the, the blob or something that makes no sense. Makes no sense. Why? Why? Oh, could you imagine? Well, well then again, it comes though, if you order the blob and it comes with marshmallows, I kind yeah, of feel like that oddly. Yeah, oh, there we go. There we go. We did it. Yeah, you're on the center. <laughs> we did it, Laurel. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like, I don't really drink too much and I don't really like alcohol. So I don't like, I don't like the flavor of it. So I don't think I would have any. Just pour four loco in a glass here. and call it four loco. <laughs> I don't know how you drink it. Put a stick of corn on the cob in there and call it Children of the Corn. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine a corn soaked with four loco? Like you bite into it and just like. I've created the worst thing. (laughs) (laughs) How nasty. And like different flavors. Like, oh, this is this flavor. I always get the America one from the gas station when I ring it up. The guy. I always look at the guy and go, America, or I'll go, USA, USA. <laughs> he no sells me every time. Like, he just looks at me like, <sighs> like he can't find any humor in my, like, I... satirical, patriotic humor. This is why you need to stay away from cashiers and yeah. <laughs> sell checkouts only forever. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I... I would be pretty cool though to have like a horror bar. Yeah, I like the restaurants. There's all types of horror themed restaurants now, and they're all so cool. But none of them are close to me, and it makes me so jealous. Right. That's you have like you have like the perfect town to have one of those in too, and that's what's so upsetting that you haven't started one. William, wait. Just call it. Just call it without the R. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't try to hide this at all. I, I live in Georgia. We're like 45 minutes northeast of Atlanta in a town called Decula, Um, which anytime you write it down and like tell somebody about it, it's like, oh, Dracula. You live in Dracula. You just misspelled it. Like, no, it's actually called Dacula. Just make, um, just literally just like, make a bar and call it Ba. And then, and you can't order anything with R's. So it just plays into the gimmick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> like you'd have to call it the Who Bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the authors. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Let's go to the Who Bar. The what? I would start thinking like the Grinch. Like, <laughs> what kind of bar? <laughs> That's the way to get a conversation going. I'm just confused about why your brain went there. Because you said it's because I figured like horrible all the R's and it's just who. Were you on the same page as me? I was like, what is she talking about? They said take out all the R's. I I thought you were meaning like a different like. 
Like when you take the R out of another word, it's who. And I was like, what is she talking about on this podcast? He's not trying to run a brothel. Oh my God. What's a restaurant? What a brothel. They're they're not exclusionary. It could be. Understand how this how we got there? How did we get here? Oh my God, I'm moving on. Goodbye. Let's see. Christina asks. Well, her first question is, how cool is Christina from Trueborn Design? Um, Christina is like my favorite person. Um, she is a uh artist cover artist cover designer like all all the labels are appropriate um i don't remember where i like saw her work the first time or anything like that but she constantly throws up these pre-made covers and holy shit it's so good like she's got such a great eye for these cool like horror aesthetics and making things bright and vibrant um I got two of her pre-mades for a short story collection that I had kind of in the tank and ready. Um, and another like sci-fi dystopian novel that I put out that was sitting around without a cover. And she put out a pre-made that was like, Oh shit. Well, there it is. Um, that, like, that, that's it. Um, she's redoing the killer be killed covers for me. Cause I decided I wanted to make a trilogy out of it. And, um, like make a cover that could be branded across all three books. So she's working on that. Like she's just fucking phenomenal at it. Um, and uh, like beyond being really cool creatively and artistically, like she's just the best person to uh, like every interaction I have with, have with her. She's so positive and genuine and like, love her. Love you, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She did my, my, uh, I, it's in my collection now, but when I released it just as a short story, she did my cover for Tasteless, and I was blown away by it. It was very colorful and vibrant, and I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really did like that, and I don't even know how I met Christina. I think it was just one of those, because I met her before she did covers, but it was just, I always think about that, like, a lot. Like, these people just pop up, and then they're there, and I'm like, cool. Like, yeah. I like that. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's all, that's all, that's all I met Christina, too. Like, the same way, like, I've met everybody. I'll just add them, and then their story will have something that I'm like, I'm going to respond to this, and then I just am like, you're my friend now. Claim <laughs> <laughs> you. I just claim people and then they're like, yeah. wow, how did this even happen? Why don't, why am I still talking to you? <laughs> she, might have, she, she, she also, <laughs> I, I, had, I had her as a friend, like I, I gained her, like I'm going to talk about her. Like she's like an item in Zelda. I added her to my like friend inventory <laughs> back when I was actually, you know, trying to do the whole, like, oh, let's be an author and actually, like, self-promote type thing. And I asked her to review 51, which she did, which was awesome. But now I just don't even do that. Now I'm just, like, I'm just so, so cringe about being like, hey, will you re read my book maybe if I send it to you? I still was back then, like, oh, I don't like doing this, but I think you might like it. Can I send you one? You don't have to read it. No pressure. And then I just give shit away and get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. You must be stopped. 
Um, let's see. Her second question is, if you were stranded on an island with three other indie horror authors, who would you want to be? Who would you want oh, them to crap. be? crap. I saw this one earlier today and I was like, man, I really need to think of a good answer for this. And then I just did it. Um, all right. All right. All right. I got this. Um, assuming the three of us are all on the island already, right? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, first, first up, James Sabata is my ride or die at this point um like he is just such a cool dude and again like i was saying with christina like just so genuine and positive and like uplifting like i feel i don't know what he would contribute to the island but he would like be sitting there like encouraging all of the rest of us as, and like keeping spirits up the entire time i've never had an interaction with him that i didn't walk away from laughing he- and happy um so there we go we got our we got our moral like i've been talking wrestling with him a little bit too so that's Uh, that's what he brings to the table is keeping me occupied with my wrestling talk the two of y'all could start a professional wrestling ring on the island and like work the the rest of us into it perfection (laughs) 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 um god who else though um I feel like Brian McCauley is another cool one that I talked to. Um, Just like unshakably positive in every single interview I listen to him in and like every single interaction I have. I feel like no matter how bad shit got on the island, he would be the person that was sitting there like, yeah, guys, we got this. It's all good. And like keeping us, keeping us like happy. Um, So I guess he and James are kind of filling the same role here. Shit, we've got a redundant island. Um, we need we need the Sawyer in the group. Uh, we need we need somebody to like be the the badass that takes on the others when they come across the island and try to kidnap us and shit. Um, I don't know. You guys, help me out here. Who's who's like the indie horror badass? That is such a good question. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. I feel like it's Adam a- Adam Hulse would just like it's gotta be it's gotta be adam Holmes or <laughs> brian barry or christina for military experience yeah brian barry would be a good one because i mean he writes all of that just really gory shit anyway so he's gonna know how to like rip apart a man <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll write about it after <laughs> I have, we'll read about it in the book. That after. is such a weird question because I have no idea. I wouldn't be able to narrow down the three because I would want if if yeah, we're there, hard. if the three of us are there, I would go with. I don't know. It's hard because I would want Sarah Jane there. I would want Coy there. I want DJ and Kate. I was just gonna say Sarah for like comfort, like when I'm just absolutely losing it. Yeah, I need like see, that motherly then you'd figure want there, to, like, there you'd want Coy there, Brian, Adam. You'd want so many people there and you'd be like, how can I narrow this down to three? And then you'd have to do like you're saying, like just be like, okay. Sarah would probably be the best like one to make me feel like not drowning myself. <laughs> Maybe Wendy Dalrymple <laughs> would be good at that too. So they could fight it out. And I think Sarah would win, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Wendy, because she just, she has, she <laughs> seems like a, she could beat some ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to need and people then, that are going to fight. <laughs> it's, uh, but then you also, 
<laughs> but I'm also going here like what's our yeah. what's our goal on the island? Is our goal on the island to like survive and like build a community or is our goal to just like enjoy the three oh, weeks? Oh yeah, that's I a good question too. It's like I feel like that that plays into very different like I know who we need. Oh, yeah. Also, we need Garth because I want him to say no, and then he lives with kangaroos. I mean, if there's anybody who can like defend Definitely us, Garth. it's Garth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. But then we also need like, yeah, we need to like hit all of the markers. Sarah to keep us calm. Garth to fight the island kangaroos. Apparently, <laughs> um, there's so many people that make me <laughs> laugh about though, it. That, like. Ugh. We need Koi because he's smarter than any of us. Yeah, he's he's. I feel like Koi would get Guys, off the island. Guys, we can island. just do this and get off the island. Oh shit! I'm glad we brought you, Koi. Whereas, like, if we have like our usual assortment of goofballs, like it's us with like CJ, Caitlin, and Adam, we're all just gonna die. <laughs> Would Koi's dog come along, or are they a package yeah, deal? Be. That's the protection right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like like Duncan would just grow wings. We'd all jump on his back and fly off the island. <laughs> that's like that's like he's gonna fight off the predators. When you said that, all I pictured was Duncan fighting <laughs> literal predators, <laughs> like from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i realized that, that was the last question that was out of nowhere yeah yeah i was looking down and i was let's like ask, oh there's adam koi. and i was like oh, let, asked let me question. find him let's ask koi who he thinks would win in a fight between duncan and the predator <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the like predator would like succumb to duncan's like cuteness He'd be like a fluffy dog. I want to pet him. And then I said it and I forgot to put a question apart. mark, so I put five question marks after. And I put, listen how bad I am in English. And I'm an <laughs> English teacher and a writer. Who would win in a fight, period? <laughs> Not question mark. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's funny because, like, sometimes Damien will send me text messages and I literally have to sit there and, like, there's, there's so many typos. I'm like, okay, what does, I'm like deciphering it. I'm like, what does this say? I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to ask him what he means. Very rarely do I go home. I think I said William when I was asking for his email address. I think I said, tell me your email. (laughs) Like, do you remember that time when you went to say ha ha ha, but you just put a bunch of H's? I was losing it. (laughs) I do that a lot where I put ja, 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 ja a lot too. It's a so anyway if that's the last question and we've established that we don't know who we're going to be on an island with william if you want to what oh yeah ask the food question please i always ask it do you have any weird food combinations that you eat together Oh, geez. Um, you mean other than Hawaiian pizza? Oh my um, god. Listen, put brown sugar on your Hawaiian pizza had... next time. Yes, Wait, trust me. Don't. Put brown sugar on it. Okay. 
it's gross. I'm always upset that I can never be part of this great debate of pineapple on pizza because I'm allergic to pineapple. So I have no idea what that tastes like, and I'll never get to find out. And apparently Damien put the so on there, good. and that just threw me over the edge. Also, really good to know for the island. Don't don't slip yeah, the pineapples while we're on the island. Pineapple is she? Yes, pineapple for the island. Um, weird food combinations. Uh, I guess I don't really have anything that I consider super weird. I I feel like I trend the opposite direction. Like there are so many foods that I just don't care for that I'm like super like I'm super very tunneled. I'm very when picky. it comes to. Food. Are you like a ketchup and cheese only burger type of person? Because I am. Oh no no, I, no no! Load those burgers. Sometimes up. I'll. Let sometimes I even just go with just works. cheese. I don't want to mess with the ketchup. Really? Yeah, I just I just, just get plain? the junior Nothing, cheese like no plain. And that doesn't just taste. No, like the cheese tastes dry. great. Okay. I feel like I well, would you do. To, like, That's the a issue. lot of soda to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not messy. I hate when you're eating, like, I have to eat in the car a lot between school and work, so, like, I hate when you bite into a cheeseburger and, like, ketchup or something comes out of the back and gets on your shirt and you smell like ketchup all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that way though with mayo. Like I don't, I don't mind mayo, but like if it gets on my hands or something, yeah, I'm immediately gross out. In general, and I don't understand why you eat mayo. <laughs> but should we? Now that we have successfully made sure we talked about food again, against my better judgment, <laughs> um, William, if you want to promote the hell out of your podcast and your books, go for it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, sure, let's do this. Um, so books wise i'm a horror author in case you haven't picked that up by now um i've got uh the killer be killed series that's coming out right now uh book one's been out for a while damien was kind enough to give me just one of the most badass blurbs i've ever gotten um on that one uh but it's a it's a camp slasher where i basically just like had as much fun with it as i possibly could um, I was in kind of a writing rut, trying to be way too serious and try to make all of my stories like actually scary uh, in my mind and like wasn't enjoying writing. So Kill or Be Killed was my like, fuck it, I'm just going to enjoy writing again kind of a moment. And I it totally, love it for that. It totally reads um, like that, too. Like it just reads like somebody's just having the time of their life writing this book. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a camp slasher, and then book two is coming out uh, in, I think I said June. Um, so it's going to be a much more like domestic slasher, like think think uh, Scream or think one of those like suburban oh, nice. slasher movies. Um, and I'm just playing around with the slasher genre. And then I've got my first like traditionally published book coming out in August from Crystal Lake Publishing. Uh, it's it's puppet horror, so string what? them up. Uh, I'll have more. Like Puppet Master Puppet Horror? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, guy goes into a new town, and the old, uh, the old toy maker has been um, exiled to the out- outskirts of town, and he has been getting up to some shit. 
while he's been out there and uh the the new guy Sinclair is gonna walk straight into all the shit holy shit um, you have no idea how much but, i love the puppet yeah. master series so i am here for this yes um uh, i actually hadn't watched puppet master until earlier this year i watched the first one like what was it two months ago and then just immediately oh, so dove through the next four Four and five like are so four and five are by far my favorite. Cool. My book fifty one is actually based slightly on four and five. Okay, I have to. Is fifty one one of the ones you sent me? Like I don't remember. If not, I'll here. I'll send you one for sure. Okay, all right, I'll figure that out. But um, I know I've got coffin dodger. I think I might have sent Gil. Um, because it's it doesn't matter you'll you'll get 51 <laughs> now that we're talking puppet master you have to read it okay yeah okay i'm in i you've got me hooked just like even the connection yeah or the comp yes. or the, whatever these are called um and yeah podcast wise i've been hosting a show called killer mediums for a little bit um the basic shot of the show is i'm gonna bring a horror creative on to talk about some trope that they enjoy or some trope that they're involved in. Uh, we talk about how it, how that trope plays in their works uh, and in some other movies and games and just kind of track the trope across some stuff. So like uh, I've got Paul Tremblay coming on next week, talking about ambiguous horror Damn. because that's one of the big things in his book. I had I had you come on yeah, and talk about horror comedies, and that was a great time in season one. Um, still one of the most fun oh, episodes nice. I've had. But yeah, <laughs> I I feel like with the podcast, it's great because my favorite part of podcasts are always when authors or people get off script and start talking about somebody else's stuff. Because whenever they're talking about their own works, there's always this air of like conservativeness about it. Like, yeah, totally. uh, I don't want to gush too much about my own stuff. Oh yeah, no, like a total that shell. Episode, but that episode, I just totally gushed over Denise's work. <laughs> DM gay, right? And everybody like feels totally fine doing that because it's somebody else's and like spouting off some love. Like who, who's going to be opposed to that? <laughs> I don't think anybody. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast. And, uh, Sick. Well, yeah. I am at the usual spots where you can find me, and please read Hot Pink Satanism. It's out on paperback now, everybody. So and hardcover. I'm waiting on my hardcover. So please read it because I need you to tell me I'm cute and that I did a good job. And Kieran, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um and. I'm going to try to be more professional here and say you can find the Midnightmare Collection on Amazon. And um, I recently was in a an anthology called Livestock Horror Stories from the Unheard. So you can, I'm literally trying to stop puppies fighting right now. You can check that out on Amazon as well. And Hopping Satanism, please. <laughs> it's weird and Hell it's yeah. crazy. And I Hell think you guys yeah. will enjoy it. Okay, well. I'm going to hit stop now, and then we're going to bother William after we hit stop. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.